Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of A Winning Mindset Lessons from the Paralympics, brought to you by the International Paralympic Committee and long-standing partner Alliance. Our aim is that these podcasts can help you in your own personal and professional life. You'll be introduced to people who can inspire and change the way you think with their stories of facing life's challenges and the true power of having the right team behind you. This extra episode is me putting your questions to Hollywood actor RJ Mitty. RJ has cerebral palsy and worked at the Rio Paralympics for British broadcaster Channel 4. You can hear our full conversation by subscribing to this podcast. But for now, here are some of your best questions. Um, I can tell you we've had loads of questions and at least four marriage proposals, which I think were for you and not me, um, sadly. We we can share them. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one here is from Emma Loderick, who tells us that her mum is also called RJ. And she asked, what was the most difficult part of growing up with cerebral palsy? Uh, you know, therapy wasn't easy. I, you know, it was, it was a lot of work, a lot of mental work. And, and, you know, it wasn't just hard on me, but hard on my family. Where I lived was four hours south of where I sought treatment at Shriners. And, you know, we would go every weekend, drive up. I would spend, my cousins lived up in Shreveport, Louisiana is where the hospital was. And I lived in Lafayette, Louisiana. And so... Every other weekend, every weekend, we would drive up and spend the week and drive back. And you know, it, it's I, you know, it's hard to have a disability, but I think it's j- just as hard to have a child with a disability at a young age because you don't really have a navigation. You don't really know where to go. And and now in 2020, we have more information, right? We have computers and and technology that that tells us all these things and all these therapeutic programs and all these different places, but back in the early nineties and even two thousands, there wasn't information like there is now. And, and I think it's hard on a lot of people that look back and go, man, I wish I could have done something or I wish I, I, I had that, but, but just financially, physically and, and logistically didn't have the ability then. And I, and I think it's, it's a testament to my, my mother and my family on, driving me four hours. And and the thing is, is I know families that drive 12 hours to hospitals just to seek treatment, turn around, get their treatment and drive home. And it's, it's taxing, but there's a lot of loving families that believe in their children that want to provide for their children. And I, um, and I'm very lucky that I'm, I have one of those families. Well, here's another one. This is Milltown Digital who says, Hey, RJ, my four-year-old son has cerebral palsy. He says, how can I best support his physical strength as he grows? So obviously we've spoken about the the sport element and the importance of potentially being involved in, in a team. But I'm just thinking actually in this sort of lockdown type situation and where we've, we've all had a difficult year. It's hard. <laughs> are there things that a child can be doing, say, at home or, you know, away from an organized sports team? Are there things that a child with cerebral palsy can do to improve their physical strength perhaps? 100%. There's many, there's many at-home therapy programs you know it's hard for kids right now and i i feel very i'm very sad for the youth of our future right now and it, it's one of those things that i see what's happening in the political climate i see what's happening in in social climates i see what's happening in in our health care not not just the lack of it but just in general 
um, of people getting sick, people with disabilities being high risk. And, and, you know, I used to get pneumonia um, six months out of the year. I would be on death's door. And I did that from like four to nine. I'd be in the hospital for six months out of the year, almost dying. Have you ever seen Balto? Mm. The, the 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 with all the kids in the hospital. Yeah, I was. I, if I was born in that period, I'd be one of those one of those kids sitting in the sitting in right. there dying initially. And so, seeing all this, it, it sends me that kids can't go out and play. Kids can't be kids right now. There's so many things that are happening, but uh, but there are treatments at home. Uh, I recommend one of the methods that I did was um, rice. Getting a getting a bucket of rice and like ma- meeting my hands in the rice and spaghetti what? and different different soft textures that are moldable to be able to work on the hand and eye coordination. Um, stretching is key, you know. When it comes to cerebral palsy, uh, it's like your whole body is a Charlie horse, right? So everything is pulling on the inside, initially pulling you into the fetal position. So everything is is a struggle to extend. And so stretching is a key factor when it has, when you have cerebral palsy, but not just CP, but in general, everyone should be stretching. So doing yoga at home, stretching with your son or daughter, hot and cold are big things when it comes to cerebral palsy. So my brain doesn't always communicate hot and cold or touch or pain. So sometimes I just don't feel it. When I was a kid, I was always burning myself from from lawnmower engines to just stoves or grabbing something hot and not realizing it was hot and eating it, <laughs> and and it, it would burn my mouth. It wow. would scold. I would get. I would like. I would blister and get scolded because of the heat. And it took quite a few times <laughs> of burning myself <laughs> pretty badly to realize. Like, and my family realized it's like he can't tell that's hot. He can't tell that's cold. So what we did was is we would take warm water and we would build those sensors up until naturally I understood that that now my brain says, this is cold, so I feel cold. This is hot, so I feel it's hot. But even now, I could tell myself that's not hot and I can grab it. And it won't (laughs) be hot, but it'll burn my hand. Got it. But I won't feel it until after the fact. That must be a daily, a sort of not ordeal, but just something that you've got to always be, always be in mind of when you're going about your daily well, life. Well, this is we ha- habits. People people think of habits often as a negative, right? It's like, oh, that person has a habit. This is well for me. I like to focus on positive habits. What are positive habits? What are things that that you can do? that subconsciously turn into a habit. Um, and, and for me with cerebral palsy, a lot of my actions, a lot of my physical and even talking to you right now, a lot of the a lot of what I'm saying has been programmed in my brain, in the back of my brain, to just say it when I want to say it. Because there's a delay. Most a lot of people with CP have like a three second or a ten second delay. And it's making that delay shorter from the brain communicating to the body. So focusing on ways to make the brain and the body one is a key factor in, in 
controlling and understanding your cerebral mm. palsy. Mm. And I think I'll, I'll give you one more here, which is sort of two two questions, but they're essentially the same thing. So Chris Bone says, how do you start your day and what is your routine to stay grounded in the things that are important versus the things that aren't? And then a sort of similar question from, I think it's I Flying Foxy says, how do you stay motivated to do all of the amazing things you do? So we're talking motivation and routines to stay grounded when you wake up. A shot of whiskey and a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even joking. He's not even joking. Little joke, little joke. Not the slap in the <laughs> face. <laughs> no, you know, it's hard. It's super hard to stay motivated. It's super hard to stay positive. Um, and, you know, I, I don't always do. So, you know, it varies day by day. Uh, but for me, I, I have some missions that I want to accomplish. I have some goals that I, I set for myself. And and for me, I try to accomplish them every day. And that's what I guess really keeps me motivated is knowing that the impact that I can have is much greater than I had yesterday. And pushing forward, and this is key. And uh, I can't do it alone. I, we have to do this as a community, as a community around the world. But for me, when it comes to motivation and, and continuing to push forward and getting out of bed, I don't always want to, but I know I have to. And for me, that kind of pushes me out. Thanks so much to RJ Mitty for tackling some of your questions. And thanks, of course, to you as well for sending them in. Do subscribe to the podcast to hear our full conversation and the other episodes with Paralympic stars such as Johnny Peacock and Tatiana McFadden. 